Hi everybody and welcome to the latest edition of Rodcast. Um, in today's episode, I'm chatting with Jackie Heath, who uh, has worked in the Salesforce ecosystem in the UK for 13 years now, um, as of recording in October 2019. Um, she's risen through the ranks to her latest role, which um, she's got a, a very long title at the mothership itself and has got a fantastic career where she can help guide you with you know with what she's done from training to being a contractor to working for an end user to working at a partner to now working for salesforce um hopefully you'll really enjoy this episode thanks a lot guys and uh yeah hope you enjoy it Joining me today is the, let me get this right, the Delivery Director for the Trailhead Academy at Salesforce, uh, Jackie Heath. Hello. Hello. Hi, Lee. Thanks for joining us. I really appreciate you doing this. Um, and did I get the title right? Because that is a mouthful, isn't it? it? You did. And it is a mouthful. It's a bit longer. So you've, you've used the uh, abbreviated version. <laughs> wow. And yeah, because there was the EMEA bit as well, which I didn't add on to that. So um as, as you know, as I, you know, you, you may have heard some of the, the other ones, as, this is a chat about your career to date, really, as you've been in Salesforce for unblushingly groping for, it's over 10 years, isn't it? It is over 10 years. It's coming up for my 13th year, in fact, mm. um, in the ecosystem, not necessarily working directly for Salesforce, but yeah, 13 years. That's, yeah, that is fantastic. And, and, um, as you well know, my prior question will be, or first question will be, what, what was you doing leading up to getting into Salesforce? So I'm going to show my age here a little <laughs> bit, which um, is embarrassing. But um, when I graduated, um, I, uh, the world was really moving from uh, DOS to Windows. So that does really date me. <laughs> um, and, and before I got into the world of Salesforce, really, I was in kind of IT training and IT su- support roles, primarily for law firms. Um, right. before I started uh, my journey with um, with Salesforce. So, so even because so, you went to university, I, I believe I did. I I went to um, well, I'd say I went to Oxford Poly. Um, it is now a university, but when I was there, it was a polytechnic. And my degree is completely and utterly unrelated um, to what I do now. Really, uh, my degree was in hotel and catering management. Oh, okay. um, and I'm often asked how do I how did I make that uh, transition? And one of the things I would say about my degree, whilst it was based on the hotel and catering industry, it was very much kind of a business studies degree applying it to the hotel and catering industry uh, uh, business type thing so um, I had a friend who did do a business studies degree as well and we did almost identical topics except when she had some coursework to hand in or um, a project to do she could pick any industry um, she liked Um, our industry always had to be something related to hotel and catering management in some way so so okay and then you sort of putting words into your mouth but did you sort of fall into to the training side of things then? I did I did um, completely and utterly so whilst the world was moving from DOS to Windows it was also when I graduated a recession um, and for graduates it's really quite tra- it was quite challenging to um, get to get jobs as graduates uh, back then and I know you know many graduates might say that it's, sometimes it's quite challenging today as well yeah, yeah. Um, so but I applied for a job to be a graduate trainee trainer 
um, and I got the job because what this this particular company had set themselves up was to basically help people try again law firms typically moving kind of their legal secretaries across from typewriters and word perfect for dos over to the windows world and using a mouse um, and using <laughs> a a GUI user interface. Um, so I got that job that way. And I have to say, I put my degree down to that because um, one of the things we did often, um, we were often videoed uh, giving presentations to um, our tutors who were at the time pretend bank managers and things like that because we had to put a business case together around why that they were going to fund our next catering venture. Mm-hmm. So kind of standing up and talking and um, talking to people didn't phase me because I'd had plenty of practice uh, during my degree. Um, and apparently that, um, that uh, won me, won me my graduate place uh, in this, this company um, and really started, started my career in, in teaching and enabling people. Um, yeah. And it's always kind of stood me in good stead. Um, even though I kind of moved away from that, I've actually always come back to that, which I think you might see a, um, yeah. as we go through. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I was, I was wondering then how you go from that to becoming, to, to getting involved in, in some way with Salesforce then. Um, and I'm looking at your LinkedIn, so forgive me if it's not completely correct, but it looks like around about 2002 maybe, is that right? Yeah, yeah, pretty, pretty well, pretty much. To 2006 was Salesforce. So I, um, I was kind of one of those people, I fell into CRM. So I didn't fall into Salesforce, but I did sort of fall into Salesforce by falling into CRM, to be honest. Um, I started uh, working for um, a software company and they actually were using Siebel um, at the time. So Siebel CRM at the time. And um, literally within one month of of taking on a job for this uh, software company um, to manage a kind of a quality assurance team actually at the time, um, I took ownership of Siebel, knowing nothing about Siebel, knowing nothing about CRM. Um, But what I did know was we needed to track what we were doing within this CRM to give visibility to um, our engineers and our sales teams around how we were tracking and fixing problems with our with our software so I took ownership of Siebel um, and uh, shortly thereafter um, I'd had two Siebel developers kind of work with me um, and we kind of improved their our Siebel implementation um, in-house and um, one of the big projects we did was actually a migration from of uh, Siebel, Siebel 6 to Siebel 7. Um, it's actually Siebel 7.5, but I won't get into those number <laughs> details. Um, and literally, we had just done that uh, transition. Um, and probably about one month after doing that migration project, um, we had a new leadership team in the company that I was working at. Um, and they said, right, we're going to rip out Siebel and we're going to replace it with something called Salesforce. Um, and I'm going to be really honest with you at the time. I thought it was the end of my career. I really did um, because I Googled Salesforce um, and I Googled jobs that you could get if you knew Salesforce. Um, And I think in in Europe, this isn't in the US, but in Europe, I think one job role came up. Wow. (laughs) How has things moved on since then? Absolutely. You know, you say 2006, that doesn't seem like that long ago, does it? Um, No, no. Yeah. Okay. And how wrong, obviously, well, not at the time you were right, but, but to look, look like, say, look where, where it's taken you, it's, um, it's unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, um, absolutely. So that was obviously then your, your first project then was to be the person that ripped it out and, and put in Salesforce, was that? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, so as part of uh, part of kind of ripping out Siebel and replacing with Salesforce, that's, I, I sadly lost my two Siebel developers. So it was just me. Um, and I, I did work with a professional services uh, um, a team um, and they happen to be a, a Salesforce team. Um, and yeah, we we took our Siebel implementation and migrated over to Salesforce. And once I once we did that, I was the kind of lead administrator um, program manager for our Salesforce implementation within that company. Um, did an, a couple of projects after that as well, migrating our finance uh, team from an old finance system to Sage, that then integrated with Salesforce. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was really, really my baby. Um, that was my first, my first project and my, my real baby. I absolutely loved our Siebel implementation and I was the, the Salesforce go-to person, you know, from, from configuration, setting it up to doing projects, to uh, training salespeople, sales team, you know, they, they, it was just a, if you've got a question about Salesforce, go ask Jackie. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, no. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming then that you, did you get the job because you made a move then to um, a partner, didn't you? Or maybe a lesser known partner yes. to a lot of people now. Um, but but uh, yeah, that, did, did, is that how that worked out then? Yeah, pre- uh, pretty much. Absolutely. That's how it, how it worked out. Um, I, I mean, I, I stayed working for um, that company for, for a long time, um, but felt that I needed to progress my Salesforce career. And at the time thought the way to achieve that was to become um, a Salesforce consultant, uh, which I did, um, and, and joined, um, uh, that partner, which mm. yeah, lesser known now don't actually exist now, but, uh, were definitely purchased by a rather bigger partner, uh, of, of today. <laughs> well, it's like that, not the Russian doll though, isn't it? Even that one's been bought as well. So there's, um, well, absolutely. Yeah. Subsequ- subsequently, Crazy. absolutely over the, over the time. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, just looking at that as a timeline. So from 2006, when you Googled Salesforce jobs in two, and, and there was only one in Europe to joining that company we're referring to um because yeah. I, I was around then in the salesforce space and i i um, um even then there was there was a there was more jobs than people so how quickly it went from you know nothing to you know i'm guessing hundreds thousands of jobs on, on google yeah. not that you probably yeah. were googling them but um, the growth <laughs> has been crazy <laughs> absolutely so, so your um if we go back a little bit then that that moment if there if, the, if you can remember a moment when you realized Salesforce, this is my career now. This is, I'm, I'm here for the rest of my career, perhaps. Did you, do you remember that moment? Yeah. So, no, I do, honestly. And it was probably, you know, six months of working with, with Salesforce as a product. Um, I've always worked in some way with technology companies, um, but I've never truly considered myself a techie. Um, mm. And what I realized back then was how Salesforce had really kind of, democratized how businesses could work with technology and for me that was a really niche role for me because I sat really well between understanding how Salesforce as a product how Salesforce CRM worked um, and I sat between being that kind of product owner if you like I didn't really have that official title and being that bridge between IT and the business Um, and for me that was a real moment around how important it was for that technology is really um, an enabler of people. Um, And if you're giving people technology, you've got to enable them to use it. And if you do that properly, then you're much more likely to be successful with your business. 
and that for me was the whole thing and salesforce made that so easy it really mm. did yeah and, and obviously working with that partner then really sort of defined you then as a salesforce expert even when you know look, i'm looking at the different things you did um you still managed to keep the training in there by the looks of it i i have never lost the training <laughs> piece um it's um sometimes i say it comes it's always come back to haunt me but obviously sometimes i think you have to appreciate where you have a skill um and teaching others um is obviously something that um i enjoy um and that that skill is always called upon and has always been called upon in different jobs that I uh, that I have done one thing a little kind of fun fact about me I, I always laugh when I kind of always come back into that kind of teacher role on uh, on my in my family I um, have my, my father's uh, father was a headmaster and my mother's mother was a headmistress oh, wow. so I think teaching somewhere along the line is just was in my bones and I, but I knew I didn't want to do it with children and I I love doing it with technology because I, I kind of love getting under the hoods of products and really under exploring what they what they can do and how far you can push them um to, to to make them do what you need them to do to achieve an end an end goal so the two things together technology and teaching really seem to be yeah. to fit me and Seems, my bag yeah you can see that that's that, that was meant to be and do you mean as well with when it comes to training because i know some people may be listening to this and some people that, that you speak to i speak to out there um there's two sides to training i believe you've got the classroom in front of people you know holding a whole whole room um, and then at desk showing them, you know, one-to-one basis. Do you, have you done both those things over the years? Absolutely. Um, so, I mean, I've done a lot of classroom training um, and um, I would probably say classroom training isn't on trend um, in, in the world of learning right now, but I truly believe that uh, training and learning is that blend of self-study um, and also dedicating some time with an expert so that you can absorb their knowledge in the classroom. Um, and that blended approach um, is the one that tends to be the most successful. Mm. Different ways to, to learn the different rep systems. Is that what they call them? Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, um, interest your, your career path. And I know we're going all over the place here today, but you've, you've done quite a lot in Salesforce in terms of the, the types of companies you've worked for. You've worked for a, customer a user you've worked for consultancy we've touched on that you've done you went contracting i seem to remember and then now you're yep. at the mothership as well so what you know in your experience how do they differ what's good about some of them what's not so good about some of them and uh, you know and just just how it, how it feels to be yeah I, I, I do joke i've been a salesforce customer i've been a salesforce partner and i've been a salesforce employee yeah. and there's nowhere to go um so for me a, a, a lot of it that working for the salesforce customer um is really that you know an end user for a period of time is really where i learned I learned Salesforce. Um, I was there for a long time. I had lots of different requirements and we had to assess those requirements, understand them and figure out how it worked. And, and being at the customer site, I was specialized in their process and, and their products. Um, so that for me is really where I honed and learned my skills um, and, and laid an amazing foundation for when I then moved on and worked as a consultant with the partner. Mm. Um, that broadens your knowledge um, of different industries. Um, I, you know, a lot of the time with that partner, I worked in a lot of um, portal implementations. Um, 
they call they're called communities these days but um uh, a lot of the time i was focused on the 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 partner portal and the customer portal technology that we had uh back then um and that opened up different industries for me but um as a consultant you tend you, you tended to be particularly at the functional level it's not that you were in and out really quickly, um, but you were that the engagements were shorter. You implemented the portal and then you moved on. And one of the things I found challenging a little bit as as a partner is you kind of never um, got there to really see it flourish. I, I suppose that's probably the best way and evolve and extend. Um, yeah. I didn't have the opportunity to kind of come back. So, so I, whilst I got lots of different experiences, lots of different industries, which was really valuable. Um, you also, I kind of felt that it was kind of plug and go, sort of plug in and, and, and leave. So that was one, probably one of the more challenges with, with the, uh, partners working with a partner, um, for me at, at yeah. that, um, you know, at, at that time as a, as a consultant. Also, I think, um, as the products evolved, it is, um, that, that, that the functional role, which is very much what I play, um, I, it's not that I don't see the need for it. That that role has evolved more into more of a business analyst type of a role, I guess. Mm. And increasingly, you know, you know, increasingly we are getting more technical with all the different products that we have. Um, so for me, it possibly me moving on wasn't it in the in the partner world wasn't just wasn't for me at that time. And and, the, and my time of life, what I what was going on in my personal life, probably didn't wasn't gonna gonna work for me. Working as an employee. Um, was a dream for me. I have always, you know, since the very, probably the very first day uh, when I saw Salesforce um, and saw how the way they did things um, and saw this community that they were building, even before we called it the Trailblazer community, they just seem so much more um, on board with the fact that you had to be, you had to work with your customer to be successful and by getting behind your customer and showcasing their success, you become successful. And for me that um, I, I'd looked at Salesforce as a company that I've always wanted to, to work for, uh, for you um, or work for them. And I wanted to get, get the in and I was very lucky um, to join. And, and it's really my training skills that got me into Salesforce as a company um, and the time of life. Um, I had two young children. I wanted to keep working. Um, and I, I, as, as you said, I had a time when I was contracting and I was actually contracting for Salesforce in their training and certification team, which is now oh, obviously right. the Trailhead Academy team. Um, and it just fitted very nicely for me. Um, I was able to work two weeks a month. Um, I, and I joke about this, but I used to work for two weeks a month and then I used to play at being mummy for two weeks a month and it just really worked. Um, and I clearly love teaching. Um, so it was, it was a joy to go and teach people admin, um, People love to hear the best practices and the real world experiences that I had. Um, so yeah, that just provided me the, the perfect opportunity. And it was whilst working as a, as a contractor for them um, that I got uh, offered the role as a, as a master instructor um, and became an employee. And the rest is history really in terms of the last seven years. <laughs> yeah. I was just looking at that, but I didn't realize when you were, when you're doing your um, contract, I didn't, didn't realize that was with them. I, I, I was going to ask you a bit more about them, but did you do any other contracting? So I did, I did have a few contracts absolutely from kind of previous customers. Um, I actually did, I'd, I'd kind of gotten into, uh, I went through a 
one big project which was big data cleansing project um and uh whilst i was contracting i i picked up a couple of data kind of cleansing projects really helping customers to clean their data before it got into salesforce um Mm. and i'm forgetting my memory is i can't remember the tool that i used um oh but it was a fantastic tool for deduping your data is it, is it sales related? I can't remember the names. It, um, it was a, it was an app exchange partner, absolutely, oh, and oh. I have totally forgotten its name. Don't worry. But I, I came a bit of an expert in region on on that tool, so I got I picked up a few contra- uh, contracts there um, to help people clean up data. <laughs> so ahead of your time, though, aren't you? In terms of you know, it looks like you know, you're talking about, you're talking about big data, and I'm looking at we're talking 2009 there, aren't we? Roughly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, so it didn't become, you know, it didn't become a, a big term really for for a few years after that. With, no. with, um, uh, with all of that, it's like, yeah, it's crazy. Um, well, and and in your what's what's it like being a contractor as well with everything that comes with that? You know, learning to you know do invoices, learning to maybe have to go and look for your um, you know your next project every three months. Did did, did any of that seem stressful, or was that did it just come naturally to you? Oh, that's a really good question. Sorry, I didn't prep you. <laughs> no, I don't think I was. Initially, um, I don't think I was a natural contractor. Um, I'm possibly a little bit risk averse, I would say, if you, mm. if you kind of think contracting is a risk. Mm. Um, but, it, you know, it can be when you're kind of self-employed and you're not getting work. You don't have the perks of a full-time, uh, a full-time role. So I would say I wasn't... I didn't think of myself as a natural contractor, but once you start doing it um, and, and you've, you're in a field where you are known and can promote yourself, it wasn't as scary as I thought it would have been, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I, I mean, doing, I'm an, I'm, quite an organized person (laughs) and so kind of doing invoices and things like that wasn't too much of an issue uh for me um I, i didn't find that too too much of a too much of a challenge but i was very lucky because i had you know a niche my, my, my niche skill was that was training and I did have a big customer who was Salesforce. So that really did help. I got other work, but I did have regular um, training work, which was at the time, you know, my bread and butter in terms of bringing in, bringing in an income. Yeah, no, that, that's, um, it, it's, it's interesting. Some people do take to it, you know, like a duck to water, don't they? And they, they once they're a contractor, they're never going to look back. And then yeah. the other people you speak to are so the other side of that. Um, it's always interesting to get people's point of view that have yeah. done what you've done, you know, so you've been, like you say, you've been through, you know, the different types of companies and the different ways of basically being paid, um, which is cool. Do you have a, 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 a thought of, you know, appreciate since you've joined Salesforce is not necessarily this question isn't possibly that relevant, but well, it might be, I don't know the project that you're most proud of if, or replace the word project with, with something else to do with what you're most proud of perhaps in the Salesforce world that you've been involved in. I think to be, I, this is going to sound really sad and a bit lame <laughs> if I'm honest, but I have to go back to that first project. Oh. Um, Cause it really was my baby. Yeah, my 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 Siebel rip out and my Siebel replacement. Um, you know, Salesforce was my baby in that company. Everything that was there, that was built within it, I had done. Yes, with with, with a great service team. And I think the, the, the biggest thing for me and, and why I go back go back to this project is the services team that I worked with, they didn't just implement for me, 
they taught me the tool. They taught me the best practice. They showed me how to, to gather the requirements and they, you know, they helped me gather the requirements from my organization. But then they sat me down and said, right, this is how you go build. Um, and they, they really taught me um, the, the tool. Um, and those best practices I brought through when I became a master instructor um, into the classroom. And, and that's, you know, our, the, the, the customers absolutely love this. As I, I think I said at the beginning in, in the classroom, you're not just teaching how to do something. You're teaching the why and the what, you know, it's the what and the why. Mm. Um, and you're also teaching, you know, if you do it this way, you know, you've got to think about this. Or if you do it that way, you've got to think about something slightly different. And there, there was always compromises to be made. And that's, I really got um, a, a really solid understanding of that with that first implementation. And I joke today, occasionally now, it's, I mean, it has been, has been a while since I've been in the classroom, but I occasionally joke with developers and architects that are out there uh, in the ecosystem today. And I, and I say to them when I bump into them that I taught them everything they know when it comes <laughs> to Salesforce administration. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Uh, you must have, a, yeah, you must have sort of, sort of legacy of people that have, have learned how to do it thanks to you uh, all my children yeah. they're all my children you see but i don't i still use one there's a there's a there's a couple of kind of gotchas um that i'm aware of um and i have consultants who who, who often come into our instructor program that we have here at the trailhead academy to to, to deliver our um, authorized classes um, and when I'm interviewing them on on certain topics I still have a gotcha about there's a certain piece of functionality and I, I test their knowledge and, and I ask a specific question to test whether or not they truly know the product and, and that came from that knowledge came from that very first implementation and uh, I can't remember if you said you, you mentioned it was a partner that helped you out didn't you so does that yeah it was in, in fairness it wasn't a partner we oh. used um the salesforce services professionals ah, so, okay yeah. yes brilliant so we That's did good. have the experts uh in in place and I'll, I'll give the shout out to um the particular consultant who really kind of held my hand throughout the whole process it was a okay. guy called john joseph who is a very senior um uh architect in in our space um still today and still with Salesforce as well. And I think really? the, pro the project, the project we did together was I think his second one for the company. And he still talks about how detailed and organized I was in that project. <laughs> wow. So we're, well, our, we're own, our own personal little fan base going on there. <laughs> brilliant. And I'm sure he'd be delighted to hear that. I'll, I'll, I'll try and make sure I, um, I'll make, I'll, I'll uh, send him a copy of this when it's finished um, <laughs> and um, make his head swell for you. Um, so I, as you well know, I have a question that I ask everybody that, that we, we do this with. And it, it, I'm particularly interested to see your point of view on this, bearing in mind what your role is at the moment, um, is that the whole certification versus experience um, debate. It's not a debate, but certainly from our point of view as a recruitment company, you know, companies want this certain, that certain, and, and all that sort of stuff. Um, and you get some people that maybe have been around for 10 years and don't, haven't done any certifications and some people are very anti it some people are very for it um so in your experience what what do you look for i'm not you necessarily so, so i think you you're you know the, the, when you're looking at individuals and and what skills they have for me if i it kind of let me take it a step back first of all okay. you know at trailhead um certification and super badges yeah we don't see them as one versus the other. They're, they're, they are two types of credential. Um, and as a credential, they are demonstrating a level of knowledge and a level of skill um, to show that you can perform a certain role 
or job. Yeah, so n neither, I wouldn't say either one is more important or less important. Um, they're both really key components um, at demonstrating that you have a level of knowledge and you have a level of skill to, to perform a, a role or, or, or do, do a job. Um, but I will also say that you cannot discount experience um, and, and experience is also another really key component to, to anything that any individual that you are looking at. Um, so for me, I, I'm going to kind of flip it on its head. So, you know, often it, it's, it's the experienced people who possibly might not see the value of that certification or mm. those super badges because they've potentially been doing it for, for years. And I'd probably say I put myself in this cap, camp three or four years ago and said well I kind of been doing it so why doesn't my experience just demonstrate how good I am um, but one of the things that you see with Salesforce is very much about this broader ecosystem and it's really actually as people as that's that the, the knowledge of Salesforce and the skills required in Salesforce as people grow and you get more numbers how do you stand out an experience on its own can't be found so if you have a suit certification or some super badges, you're going to be found. And once you're found, you can then demonstrate your experience. Brilliant answer. And, and of course, since you started, you know, all those years ago, as we, as we discussed, Salesforce has become such a big um, ecosystem, which is being sort of compartmentalized, isn't it? So you kind of can, you, you can see people that, that want to get every certification under the sun, but um, would you say it's, a, it's not a bad idea when you get to a certain point in your career in Salesforce to decide to specialize, you know, whether that be CPQ or, or, or some, some other uh, part of it, Sales Cloud, Service Cloud, whatever it may be, um, rather than try and do everything? Or is that yeah, I, it, I think you, it depends again what you what role you you fall into. But I think you need to. We, we have become so big from CRM, sales, service cloud, CPQ, marketing cloud, um, the you know Einstein analytics. You, if you try and do them all, you're. Um, I've got to make sure I use the expression correctly. But you know, you're a jack of all, what is it? Jack of all trades, master of none. Yeah. Um, and, and that's a really kind of important decision in terms of you as a person. Um, in my current role, part of my role is actually that is still a pre-sales, helping customers understand what are the right learning, um, uh, what are the right Trailhead Academy courses for them, what content's on Trailhead that they can blend with those classes. And I kind of do have to be a jack of all trades, master of none, because I have to know about Marketing Cloud and I have to know enough about CPQ to talk knowledgeably to our customers who are then going to be implementing those. So it depends on what you're doing, but increasingly as, as, as we grow as an organization, you know, having a specialism if, if in an area is, is a good thing and don't spread yourself too thin by trying to get all the certifications without actually getting some real solid experience as well with it. That's the key, isn't it? I think, yeah, I've heard yeah. that before as well. People get the certs, but they never actually, you know, apply that somewhere. Um, yes. So just and that's, like, the, you know, kind of goes back to that question for you about, you know, it, you know, customer partner, you know, sometimes you're going to get a lot of experience by staying in, in, in one place uh, with one, um, with one customer, the other way of getting a lot of experience is by working with a partner because you work with lots of different customers. But how deep do you go? It, you know, yeah. it, it's a real balance. Yes, it is. I'm writing that down. Very good. Um, just, uh, going off 
script for a second. So what your role at the moment then, this, um, I've forgotten the title already, the delivery director for the show. <laughs> delivery Academy, director. Um, EMEA, let's not forget that. But, um, what do you, who are you, so who, who the Salesforce customers come to you and say, what should we be learning? Is that what? what do you, yeah, so we pull, so the, I'm, I'm part of the Trailhead Academy team, which is, you know, a, a, a team within the overall Trailhead team. Um, and the, the Trailhead Academy team are the ones who provide um, all of our instructor-led training that are aligned to our different certifications. So we provide all the um, instructor-led training for our admin classes, our advanced admin, our developer, our Lightning Web Components, CPQ, Marketing Cloud, Analytics Cloud. And that's all classroom-based training. Trailhead Academy does also have other um, uh, services. So we have... Um, uh, end user adoption services team who go and uh, do training and change management uh, at customer sites when they've implemented Salesforce. So they, their, their training is, is more tailored to the customer's specific business processes and managing that that the, the change that's needed to drive adoption. Um, so the, those are probably the two kind of key components of the Trailhead Academy team. I sit very much in the ILT side of our business. Um, and to grow and scale, obviously, you know, the, the, the need for Salesforce skills is, is constantly growing and, and um, having certified uh, individuals in the marketplace is a, a key priority for us. So I work with, or we work with in, in, in Europe. So in, in Amir with a number of what we call, and this is a mouthful trailhead Academy authorized training providers right, who okay. offer our authorized classes in uh, in country. So we have a number of authorized training providers across Germany, Spain, Italy, France, who are delivering that same quality Salesforce admin developer um, marketing cloud classes to help people work towards certification. Um, and my role is actually working with those providers to make sure that the instructors doing the delivery meet our delivery standards. Um, and we have an instructor program. Um, so people who deliver our classes for those providers have to go through an instructor certification program. Um, and I, I manage that program, manage that certification process, which is, is not as well known um, a, a certification as, as many of our other certifications are because it's a closed program in terms of you're working uh, for on behalf of Salesforce and or uh, one of our training providers to deliver at those authorized classes. So that's one part of my role. And then the other part is that kind of pre-sales role, making sure that when customers um, are implementing, that we are setting out a, a training program for them that make sure that once they've implemented whatever it is that they're implementing, um, that they've got resources at customer site, or even if, if their resources might well be um, outsourced resources, they have the skills to support that implementation. So we come up with those learning programs, blending, and that's the, the really important element here, blending that um, trailhead learning and our classroom-based learning as well, depending on the customer's objectives, how quickly people want them to, to, you know, to become certified or achieve what they need to achieve, really. I mean, it really sounds like, you know, based on what you told us from where you started to where you are now, you are in the dream job, aren't you? It sounds like you're, this must be your dream it's role. Yes, it's certainly uh, uh, my dream job in terms of it's, it 
it goes back to that core thing that I love and that's teaching, teaching others. Yeah. Whilst I don't do that myself, um, I'm just a, a real firm believer in, you know, that whilst I, I really get technology for me, I think I said it earlier, technology for me, first and foremostly, it's an enabler of people and you need to enable people to make the technology successful. And if you don't do that, then you won't be successful with the technology. Yes, I think I'll be using that uh, on the on the on the on the program notes. Um, so appreciate I've kept you as I always say this. It always it's always longer than I anticipated. Um, but a couple more questions for you. Um, what would you? I mean, they probably overlap a bit. But what would you say is your favourite thing about the Salesforce ecosystem? And or product. I mean, you know, just just generally, what what, oh, what you gosh. love about it. I think I'm going. I think I'm going to have to in my current my current role and position. I I think you're going to know the answer to this one. But um, I think Trailhead has really been um, a game changer for Salesforce as an organisation, and certainly for for learning. Um, and it it really does help people get into the into our ecosystem and there are no barriers there are no limitations you know it is the the trailhead platform is a free learning platform that you can get started with if you've got some time um anybody can get started wherever they are whatever walk of life that they that they come from i think coupled couple that with our, the way we have developed our trailblazer community and how we have created a community of people who just want to evangelize and love our product um, are two kind of really important pieces because if you're trying to get into the ecosystem, you need to get into that network. And there are so many community events you are spoiled for choice um, in terms of what you can participate. And if you, if anybody just needs inspiration, they just need to go to Twitter um, and just search for the blaze your trail because you really will see everybody represented there and how they got into that ecosystem. And I, that is so powerful in terms of driving the success of, of, of our organization, uh, in my opinion. So uh, Twitter, hashtag blaze your trail. Hashtag blaze your trail. And if you just, just find all of our trailblazers from vets who've transitioned over to, 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 to Salesforce, to the super mums um, mm. who transitioned, you know, everything uh, in, in between. It's really, really empowering to see how we can, we've been able to kind of change people's, people's lives really in terms of their, in terms of their role and their career. Brilliant. I'll make sure I share that. Um, and, obviously the trailblazer i mean there, there will be some people maybe out there that, that didn't know about trailhead and all of that so i'll make sure we get that shared as well at the end of this um uh, as i say i think i've got one maybe two more questions if that's okay um in it might link to what we just talked about but um i'll ask it anyway what, what, what are you most excited about moving forward with the ecosystem um, and if you've already answered it then just tell me to move on oh i don't i don't think i have really oh. for me it's what's around the corner um, and that's that? beauty. Well, that's the beauty of Salesforce is there's always something around the corner that you just don't know. Oh. Um, I've been in the ecosystem for 30 years, 30 years, 13 years. <laughs> um, and, you know, it is has always evolved um, that you just kind of n- never know what's what's coming next. Right. 
right back to probably my first kind of the real, the first kind of thing that I thought with Salesforce where it, we, we changed, not changed the direction in any way, but just added to our product that just made sense and you didn't realize it at the time, but that was chatter. Yeah. And, we, and yeah. you know, that's ancient history in relation to the capabilities that we have added since then. So it's always what's next with Salesforce because it, it, we, we don't seem to stop. We're always evolving and moving forward to keep with our with you know with that connected customer message and how we can do that connected customer message better at the moment um if if i have to pick something um i'm gonna say you know i'm really quite intrigued by blockchain and okay. in trailhead i have a little trail bookmarked to help me understand what on earth is blockchain all about because that's clearly something that seems to be bubbling up um, yeah. and trailhead is the the place where i'm going to go and and be able to not necessarily be a, an expert in blockchain, but at least have an understanding of what it is and how it might be applied in the business world. That's a, I mean, that's a good tip because I might do the, do the same. I don't need to know the depths of it, but certainly enough to be able to explain it to perhaps my dad, who uh, that would be, you know, <laughs> that, that's always the challenge if you understand technology from a high level point of view. Um, I didn't know you, so you can go on trailhead and have a little, have a little dig around on blockchain and see, and hopefully yep, understand it's, it. It's, it's yeah, a, yeah. a 50 minute module and you 50? kind of start 50 minute module. Okay. Yeah. You're <laughs> my, not going to be an expert span, by it. My attention span isn't that long, but I'll, I'll uh, yes, <laughs> I'll, I'll give it a go. Um, no, that's brilliant. And I'm, and, um one last question wait probably won't be the last one um if you had one tip so let's say someone's listening to this who is thinking of getting into the salesforce ecosystem or perhaps they are you know you 13 years ago just uh, just re- thinking your career was over and you you know because you're ripping out siebel or whatever do you have a sort of a tip for those people in in terms of um what they can do to to kick start their career in salesforce get a trailhead account yes Go to a Trailblazer community event. Trailhead account. Right I think there. I probably answered that in your yes, previous you question, really. I need to probably sort these questions that. out. Yes, thank you. No, that's brilliant. Um, but it is really, you know, if you're f- thinking about the ecosystem and you know nothing about it, my first, my first port of call is go to Trailhead yeah. um, and find out about everything. There's, there are trails on there about building your Salesforce career. There are trails there about building your Salesforce consulting practice. Um, there are trails on, you know, modules on blockchain. Um, if you're more of a developer, there's, and you don't know anything about Java and JavaScript, which you kind of need for our lightning web component framework, you know, you can start learning that. So if you just kind of don't know where to start, go to trailhead. Um, there's lots of information there around kind of the different roles because, uh, you know, often people, when it, when you're a technology company, they just think, Oh, we need to be a techie. I think mean, I said right at the start, I've never thought of myself as a techie. Mm. I understand technology can approximately tell my dad what te- different technologies yeah. do. Um, but I've worked in technology my whole career and that, and, and tra- trailhead will show you the different kind of careers that you have in a technology, in a technology arena and it's not all about coding and developing um, and being a programmer. It really isn't. So trailhead for me would be a really good starting point, but then go to these events because you're going to meet people who are in the ecosystem and they're going to tell you about what they do and what their roles are. Um, and don't be shy when you're at those events. You know, that's the whole point. It, it's kind of finding your tribe and, and, and seeing if that tribe is, is something that you're interested in and want to, to participate in. 
that's what I find in this ecosystem, and I've, I've recruited in other areas as well. It's just with Salesforce, as you say, they don't be shy. If you you can walk up to people that you've never spoken to before in in the Salesforce ecosystem, and by and large, in my experience, everyone is so friendly and so willing to help. It's 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 unbelievable. Um, so I think that's a good tip as well. If you go to these events, just 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 bowl up to somebody and say hello and get talking to them. Mm-hmm. Chances are they'll um they'll they'll want to help. Um, yeah. Jackie, I really appreciate your time. It's been brilliant. Do you think there's anything I should have asked you? If you wanted to put anything at the end of this? Um, oh, if, nothing if not, prepared on that one, so sorry. no. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, cool. Well, it, it's, you've been amazing. And, um, you know, obviously, congratulations on effectively being in your dream job by the sounds of it. Um, and thank you for all your insights. Um, I'm, I could probably talk to you longer, but I appreciate it. We're, we're knocking on 50 minutes. So um, as we discussed, that's my... Um, I, I sort of run out of, uh, of, of ideas at 50 minutes. So probably need to wind out now. And um, obviously, <laughs> I think does I think mean been... you can do that blockchain module though. You oh, just about. Yeah, just I'll, I'll give that a it. go. <laughs> thank you, <laughs> Jackie. You've been, you've been amazing. Thanks. Thank you very much uh, for joining us. Pleasure. So a massive thank you to Jackie Heath there for a fantastic episode of Rodcast. Um, hopefully, you all enjoyed it and, and got uh, lots to take away from that. Um, of course. If you have any notes or anything that you want to share with us, then, then please do uh, pay, pay, post them on the uh, uh, on wherever you get your your, your podcasting. Um, we'll hopefully have another one out for you soon. So if you need to uh, be um, subscribe to that, then hopefully that's available for you. Um, so yeah, look out for it and uh, look forward to seeing you guys soon.